0: A reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. Dear God, as we approach Thanksgiving later this week, we pause to recognize our gratitude for our lives, for the people in our lives, for this community, for the ways that we are able to serve and love and care for one another, those in our families, those beyond our families, those in our communities. Everything that we have in this life is a gift from you. And we thank you most of all. We thank you for your word that we have heard this morning. We pray that you will open our hearts to receive what you would say. In Jesus' name, Amen. I was uh, recently introduced to a short story by Raul Dahl called The Wonderful Life of Henry Sugar. The story was published way back in 1977. I had never read it, though it's about as old as I am. But it's now featured on Netflix as a short film directed by one of my favorites, Wes Anderson. And the story goes that Henry Sugar was, quote, 41 years old and unmarried. He was also wealthy. He was wealthy because he had a rich father who was now dead. He was unmarried because he was too selfish to share any of his money with a wife. And that tells you something about him. One day, Henry happened on a fantastical story about a man who learned to see without using his eyes. Henry, a gambler, applied himself to learn this skill so that he could read the value of the playing cards on the reverse side. This took him three years and three months, but he finally mastered it. He could go to a casino, and he knew exactly what all the cards were. He could not lose. However, even though he had won gobs of money, he found it to be an empty victory. One day, he threw his winnings, some 6,000 pounds, off the balcony down to the people below. And a police officer who responded to the scene said to him, it's a damn stupid, silly way to getting rid of it. Why didn't you give it to where it would do some good, to a hospital, for instance, or an orphanage? There's orphanages all over this country that hardly have enough money to buy the kids a present even at Christmas. And in that moment, Henry realized his destiny, and he hatched a plan. One, he said, I can get hold of a very large sum of money each day of my life. Two, I must not go to the same casino more than once every 12 months. Three, I must not win too much from any one casino, or somebody will get suspicious I suggest I keep it down to 20,000 pounds a night. Four, 20,000 pounds a night for 365 days in a year comes to how much? Henry took out a pencil and paper and worked this one out. It comes to 7,300,000 pounds, he said aloud. Six, with the money I make, I will set up an absolutely first-class orphanage in every country I visit. I will become a Robin Hood. I will take money from the bookmakers and gambling proprietors and give it to the children. Does that sound corny and sentimental? As a dream, it does. But as a reality, if I can really make it work, it wouldn't be corny at all or sentimental. It would be rather tremendous. At the end of his life, having died at the age of 63, his work was completed. He had been at it for just on 20 years and his personal reference book listed 371 major casinos in 21 different countries or islands. He had visited them all many times, and he had never lost. He had made altogether 144 million pounds, and he left 21 well-established, well-run orphanages scattered around the world. The story, it seems to me, Is a wonderful modern day retelling of our gospel, the parable of the talents. The parable goes that a master, upon his departure, entrusted his slaves with talents, one five, one two, and one one. And it doesn't sound like very much until you know that a talent was the equivalent of 15 years worth of wages, an incredible amount. So the one who received five talents received 75 years' worth of wages. The next 30 years and the last 15 years, they had each been given an unbelievable amount of money to steward while the master was away. The ones who received the 15 and the 30 years traded and doubled their money, but the one with just 15 buried it in the ground. And when the master returned, the two were praised for making more of the gift in his absence but the one who presented only what he was first given was cast out. Like Henry sugar, they had each been given an incredible gift. Like Henry, two multiplied that gift into something more, while the other one just buried their share in the ground and didn't make any more of it. The moral of the story is pretty clear. Gratefully receive what you've been given by God, recognize the true abundance of that gift, make more of it, and use it for the sake of God and neighbor. Take the abilities, the time, the wealth you've been given, recognize them as a gift from God, see the abundance in them, make more of them, learn and develop them, and use them in service to others and the common good. Appreciate, celebrate, grow, and share. These are the things that make for a good life. These are the things that make for a good church. This is a good and a generous church that always steps up when needs and opportunities arise, and one doesn't have to look very far to see it. Three years ago in 2020, during COVID, we paid off our mortgage by exceeding a $200,000 matching gift challenge. We paid off a $430,000 mortgage during COVID. This enabled us to transform mortgage payments into ministry. When the tornado struck Upper Dublin in 2021, we raised $38,000 from members and friends of this congregation to directly help those who were affected to serve hot Thanksgiving meals and benefit the Maddie Dixon food cupboard. Earlier this year, we renamed the multi-purpose room as the Steffens Room in honor of Livy and Arnie Steffens, and we raised over $20,000 to make that space bright and welcoming to our congregation and the community groups that use it. Thanks to your generosity to our social ministry, just last week, we were able to give $10,000 in year-end gifts to local charities serving those in need, in addition to our monthly support for Chosen 300, Beds for Kids, Maddie Dixon, and Feast of Justice. These are just a few highlights. It can make you cry or it can make you laugh or both to think about the generosity of this church and the way that it makes a difference here and in our wider community. And that is because of your heart and your generosity, your love of neighbor, and your response to the ways in which God has blessed you. When we come together and we share generously in the spirit of abundance, in the spirit of gratitude and love, amazing and miraculous things truly happen it's like what henry nowen said god's kingdom is the place of abundance where every generous act overflows its original bounds and becomes part of the unbounded grace of god at work in the world the great news is as we look ahead that we are coming out of covid with renewed energy and vision we have our excellent staff in place Our lay leaders, most of whom have been burned out from guiding us through the last few years, I sense are feeling hopeful and lighter and healing from the bumps and bruises of that time. People are stepping up and serving in new ways, looking for ways to get involved, helping to share the mantle of leadership. We have so many kids and visitors every single Sunday. I've seen this renewal in any number of ways this year at church, but particularly lately as we've been assembling our 2024 budget. And this may not seem that thrilling. (laughs) But everyone has submitted such wonderful ideas for the coming year, which they are requesting our support to help make happen. Dreams for enhancing our worship and music programs, providing support and training for our lay leaders so they don't burn out, enriching our faith formation for kids, youth, and adults, refreshing how we share our story online and building the digital ministry gains we made during covid ramping up advocacy efforts supporting small groups and fellowship caring for one another seeking new ways to serve our local community and this coming year with your help we are going to replace the infamous boiler this is the year right bob we can do this this is the year To get that boiler situated, and to make this building more sustainable. This is all bubbling up from you and from the Holy Spirit, and it requires our financial support to make it happen so that we can touch and change more people's lives, serve more people in need, provide a place of sanctuary and welcome for more people. But right now, our dreams are outpacing our projected giving for next year. And so I'm inviting us to help us to finish this year strong and to make these dreams for the coming year possible by stepping up to this opportunity and pledging our generous and, if possible, increased support for our mission, our ministry, in support of all the dreams that we share, in support of all the things that God is doing among us. I love what one commentator says about the parable of the talents. He says, Jesus' delay means that the present is a time of opportunity to be lived in faithful anticipation of God's future. The present is a time of opportunity to be lived in faithful anticipation of God's future. And I think that is true for us in this moment. We have come through a lot these past few years, a lot of change, a lot of hard work, and here we are, I feel like we're the Israelites crossing over the Jordan River from the wilderness of COVID into the promised land. We made it. We are crossing into the future that God has promised. We are hopeful and confident. We are able and willing. We are excited and energized. The only piece in question is our giving for the coming year, and that's something we can absolutely do something about. That is completely within our power to step up and make our collective dreams for the coming year a reality. So please give, and please pledge, and please increase as you are able so that we can make a bigger difference in the lives of more people. Finally, the thing that Henry Sugar was not expecting when he embarked on his mission to see without using his eyes was how it would transform his heart. While he was busy training his mind's eye, it was his heart and soul that were changed. A number of times in the story he asked himself, could it be, he wondered, that the powers he had acquired over the last three years had altered him just a little bit? And again, was it not possible that the process he had gone through in order to acquire these powers had completely changed his outlook on life? Certainly it was possible. Certainly it did. His enhanced vision was not just or primarily about reading cards. It was about seeing the needs of others and that he could do something about it. And I think the process we have gone through in these last three years and seven months, nearly the same amount of time as Henry, since COVID, have changed us. Our practices of generosity, hope and care, even during the most difficult times, have shown us what is possible. And that practice of seeing what we've been gifted, seeing its abundance, growing it and sharing it, that's a practice we call stewardship. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing for others. When we give, we experience the joy of giving of others, giving of ourselves for the sake of our neighbors and for the sake of the world. We are part of something special and we have the opportunity and ability to make one another's dreams and God's dream a reality. We are crossing over Jordan. Our tired and dry feet are soothed in the cool waters of the river, ready to enter a promised time that God has in store for us. And for that we say, thanks be to God. Amen.